Section 1 of The Little People of the Snow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Kachuk. The Little People of the Snow by William Cullen Bryant. Section 1. Alice. One of your old world stories, Uncle John, such as you tell us by the winter fire, till we all wonder it has grown so late. Uncle John, the story of the witch that ground to death two children in her mill? Or will you have the tale of Goody Cutpurse? Alice. Nay, now, nay. Those stories are too childish, Uncle John. Too childish even for little Willie here, and I am older, two good years, than he. No, let us have a tale of elves that ride by night with jingling reins or gnomes of the mine or water fairies such as you know how to spin till willie's eyes forget to wink and good aunt mary busy as she is lays down her knitting uncle john listen to me then twas in the olden time long long ago and long before the great oak at our door was yet an acorn on a mountainside lived with his wife a cottager they dwelt beside a glen and near a dashing brook a pleasant spot in spring where first the wren was heard to chatter, and among the grass flowers opened earliest. But when winter came, that little brook was fringed with other flowers, white flowers, with crystal leaf and stem, that grew in clear November nights. And later still that mountain glen was filled with drifted snows from side to side that one might walk across, while many a fathom deep below the brook sang to itself, and leaped and trotted on, unfrozen o'er its pebbles, toward the vale. Alice, a mountainside, you said, the Alps, perhaps, or our own Alleghanies. Uncle John, not so fast, my young geographer, for then the Alps with their broad pastures haply were untrod of herdsman's foot, and never human voice had sounded in the woods that overhang our Allegheny streams. I think it was upon the slopes of the great Caucasus, or where the rivulets of Ararat seek the Armenian vales. That mountain rose so high that on its top the winter's snow was never melted, and the cottagers among the summer blossoms far below saw its white peaks in August from their door. One little maiden in that cottage home dwelt with her parents. Light of heart and limb, bright, restless, thoughtless, flitting here and there, like sunshine on the uneasy ocean waves, and sometimes she forgot what she was bid, as Alice does. Alice, or Willie quite as oft, Uncle John, but you are older, Alice, two good years, and should be wiser. Eva was the name of this young maiden, now twelve summers old. Now you must know that in those early times, when autumn days grew pale, there came a troop of childlike forms from that cold mountaintop, with trailing garments through the air they came or walked the ground with girded loins and threw spangles of silvery frost upon the grass and edged the brook with glistening parapets and built it crystal bridges touched the pool and turned its face to glass or rising thence they shook from their full laps the soft light snow and buried the great earth as autumn winds bury the forest floor in heaps of leaves a beautiful race were they with baby brows and fair bright locks and voices like the sound of steps on the crisp snow in which they talked with man as friend with friend 
a merry sight it was when crowding round the traveller they smote him with their heaviest snowflakes flung needles of frost in handfuls at his cheeks and of the light wreaths of his smoking breath wove a white fringe for his brown beard and laughed their slender laugh to see him wink and grin and make grim faces as he floundered on but when the spring came on what terror reigned among these little people of the snow to them the sun's warm beams were shafts of fire and the soft south wind was the wind of death away they flew all with a pretty scowl upon their childish faces to the north or scampered upward to the mountain's top and there defied their enemy the spring skipping and dancing on the frozen peaks and moulding little snowballs in their palms and rolling them to crush her flowers below down the steep snowfields alice that too must have been a merry sight to look at uncle john you are right but i must speak of graver matters now midwinter was the time and eva stood within the cottage all prepared to dare the outer cold with ample furry robe close belted round her waist and boots of fur and a broad kerchief which her mother's hand had closely drawn about her ruddy cheek now stay not long abroad said the good dame for sharp is the outer air and mark me well go not upon the snow beyond the spot where the great linden bounds the neighbouring field the little maiden promised and went forth and climbed the rounded snow swells firm with frost beneath her feet and slid with balancing arms into the hollows once as up adrift she slowly rose before her in the way she saw a little creature lily-cheeked with flowing flaxen locks and faint blue eyes that gleamed like ice and robe that only seemed of a more shadowy whiteness than her cheek on a smooth bank she sat alice she must have been one of your little people of the snow uncle john she was so and as eva now drew near the tiny creature bounded from her seat and come she said my pretty friend to-day we will be playmates i have watched thee long and seen how well thou lovest to walk these drifts and scoop their fair sides into little cells and carve them with quaint figures huge-limbed men lions and griffins we will have to-day a merry ramble over these bright fields and thou shalt see what thou hast never seen on went the pair until they reached the bound where the great linden stood set deep in snow up to the lower branches here we stop said eva for my mother has my word that i will go no further than this tree then the snow maiden laughed and what is this this fear of the pure snow the innocent snow that never harmed aught living thou mayst roam for leagues beyond this garden and return in safety here the grim wolf never prowls and here the eagle of our mountain crags prays not in winter i will show the way and bring thee safely home thy mother sure counselled thee thus because thou hast no guide by such smooth words was eva won to break her promise and went on with her new friend over the glistening snow and down a bank where a white shelf wrought by the eddying wind like to a billow's crest in the great sea curtained an opening look we enter here and straight beneath the fair o'erhanging fold 
entered the little pair that hill of snow walking along a passage with white walls and a white vault above where snow stars shed a wintry twilight eva moved in awe and held her peace but the snow maiden smiled and talked and tripped along as down the way deeper they went into that mountainous drift End of section one.